You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. Vietnam Innovator Season 2 is coming to a close soon with an exclusive season-ending show with Loic Gautier, the former CEO of Le Flair. It'll be his first public appearance since Le Flair was acquired by Society Pass and the acquiring company went public on the NASDAQ, briefly touching a $1 billion market cap before dropping a few days later. On this episode of Vietnam Innovators, Loic will be sharing his experience of bringing Le Flair back to life and what the future plans are under the Society Pass brand. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. Before we start, we just want to give a big thanks to our sponsor for this episode, ELSA, which stands for English Language Speech Assistant. You can download their app on the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store. It's an app that you can use to learn English, um, and they use artificial intelligence to help make your learning experience better. So check it out, ELSA, on your smartphone. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to today's episode. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. As you may know, uh, this is the season finale of season two. So big thanks to everyone that's been tuning in over the last 60, 70 episodes since Vietnam Innovators got started about a year ago. Um, Some of you might not know this, but actually our guest today was one of our first guests before Vietnam Innovators got started back in, I think, October, September 2020, uh, Loic Gautier, uh, the former CEO and founder of Le Flair. Uh, he's back in the studio today after some time away. And in fact, this is his first public appearance since Le Flair uh, went out of operation and was acquired by the new company that owns Le Flair called Society Pass, where he's the chief marketing officer. Uh, we're very lucky to have Loic here today, his first public appearance again. Um, and he's here today to share a lot about his learnings, um, what's happened since all this has happened, the future of Le Flair and Society Pass. I'm sure a lot of you are very curious about this company that just went public. Um, and so uh, Loic is here to share all that today with us. Loic, thank you for joining. It's been a while. Uh, that Well, last time it was through Zoom. Uh, you were in France or the yes. U.S. and a lot of different places and um but you're back here in vietnam yes good to be and, here and um it's your first public appearance of course too uh loic let's just make sure it's loic got to actually here <laughs> because people have been wondering is he going to come back to vietnam is he even here um if people look back and reference the video that we recorded some a year or so ago uh there were questions if you would ever come back um, but you're here so Absolutely. um you it took know, me a while, a while. <laughs> so well, why don't we just start with like what are you doing today like uh What's your role at Society Pass uh, today? So today I'm the chief marketing officer at Society Pass. So I uh, handle mostly the growth strategies for the companies in the ecosystem, including Le Flair. And I also uh, handle, you know, uh, identifying opportunities for acquisitions uh, and, and, you know, identify new companies to integrate to our ecosystem. So as you know, Society Pass business model um, is to acquire technology-enabled companies that share similarities in their customer base in order to you know, integrate them to an ecosystem and, and create further synergies. 
So that's what I'm doing right now. And it all leads to what we call the society points, I believe. It leads, yeah. yes, to society points. So that's the, the exciting thing that we are working on and that we are developing is going to be, a, let's say, a common denominator between all the companies in our uh, ecosystem and, and something that is going to enable customers to uh, you know, get further advantages and, 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 and so on. Exciting. Well, we'll talk more about the future of the society pass and um, the points and the flair and the, the ecosystem that you guys are building a little later in today's episode. But let's start with uh, kind of rewinding the clock a little bit. So um, I guess in December, so this is, of course, January 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, and it would have been around LaFlair's six-year kind of anniversary, right? Yes. If not longer. And um, But let's wind the clock back to about two years ago. So that's when LaFlair had some um, issues with fundraising. Um, you guys were uh, going through a period where uh, the cash was running low and you had some hard decisions to make. Um, what has happened since then to when the company stopped operating to when Society Pass acquired? That was some a year and a half, two years. Yeah, two uh, years what ago. What was yeah. going on yeah. through you know, that whole process for the company, but for you as well as an entrepreneur, what, what was going on? Let's say that from, from the moment the company stopped operation in, in, in February, 2000, uh, February 2020 until now, I mean, a lot of things have happened. Uh, so the, the, so we, we've had a difficult time, as, as, as you all know, and, and as we talked you know, briefly in, in, in the previous video. Uh, but basically, early 2020, like m most of 2020 for us and for myself and Pierre-Antoine and, and a small group of the, the most loyal uh, people that we had at Le Flair, we, we mostly worked on dealing with the consequences of, of filing for bankruptcy, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the fallout with some of the shareholders and so on and so forth. And, and it, it was a lot of work, to be honest. It was, uh, you know, dealing with, with a, a system that obviously uh, does not make it easy for for companies that are running out of money to to get away with 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 hard times and a difficult situation uh, but we made it through lucky enough uh, at the end of 2020 we we met with dennis um dennis Nguyen, the founder of, of society pass uh, we had you know various discussion in in like previously uh people who were interested in, in, in acquiring some of, of our assets, part of the company and so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm sure you can imagine that when you are running through difficult times like that, uh, you know, people see opportunities uh, to, you know, get piece of, 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 of your company that was once successful. Uh, but overall, nothing, nothing really happened out of um, that final discussion that we had with, with, with Dennis, uh, because he was the one that really understood that the assets of a company only have value when you bring them together and that you have, you know, a team behind, uh, uh, in order to rebuild and, and leverage better those assets, right? You cannot take one or, or two uh, parts of, of, of those assets and try to make something out of it. You have the real value is when it's, it's all together to make a business and, and all those pieces make, make an engine that create value. Right? So Loic, um, yeah. through this acquisition process, um, people were approaching you from everywhere. How, how did you meet Dennis? Uh, I mean, he's, he's got a bit of a track record. He's been an investment banker for some time yeah. and worked in Vietnam and yeah. Asia. Um, how did you meet him? introduction we met him uh, quite frankly through uh, you know c 
common 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 network. Uh, end of 2020, as I was saying, a uh, lot of people were trying to get a piece of of, of Lefler at that time. He was the only one to really understand that you have to uh, get all those assets together and put them back to work uh, uh, with, with with their you know with with the original plan, the original ID, and this is how you make the most value out of a deal. Um, and and this is how we we came to an agreement to to sell those assets. So it was an asset sale. Got it. And the future of Leflair is kind of what you had planned all along, I guess you would say, since you started the company and to the, to the very last day back in February 2020. But it's been relaunched September 2021. Yeah. Uh, relaunched as uh, uh, not a new business, but uh, kind of uh, with new ownership, obviously. Definitely the best outcome that I could have uh, hoped for the company because you definitely never... As, as, as a founder, when you spend so many years building something, you never really uh, expect to see it, you know, it had stopped at the time. So obviously the fact that it relaunched and that uh, this acquisition by SOPA allowed for uh, such a relaunch is, is the best possible outcome for, you know, not just the company, but for also uh, the previous employees, the creditors, the shareholders, for everybody. Let's take a step back a little bit. A lot of people know Leflair. It's uh, it was once, and I guess to this day remains one of the darlings of uh, the tech ecosystem in Vietnam. For those of you that don't know, Leflair raised some twenty uh, twelve million dollars in venture capital funding back in the day. Had hundreds of employees, some of the best talent in Vietnam at the time. Um, but the new acquiring company, Sopa. Let's like uh, you know take a little of the mystique off the company because when it went public. People were not only surprised, but um, people also wanted to know more about what the future of this company was. So what is SOPA and what do you see the next 12, 24 months into the long-term vision being of Society Pass? So SOPA, as I previously uh, briefly mentioned, is a company that acquires other companies to integrate them to their ecosystem. right? And they do that by leveraging the fact that they are now a U.S. listed company. Why, why, what it means for a Vietnamese company or all the companies that we're going to talk to in the region is that we now have access to have very large amount of capital through the U.S. stock markets, right? And so we leverage the fact that we are a U.S. listed company in order to uh, integrate those companies that otherwise may not have opportunities to, to you know, you sometimes sell that company, right? Uh, VCs and and and. In, in tech conferences, you often hear that, you know, 80% of the time companies are going to be acquired and 20% of the time they're going to they're IPO. The reality is that 80% of the time before that, companies never really get acquired. Some of them, you know, just stayed for years. Some of them were very successful in our cash flow businesses. But the reality is that if you are a Vietnamese or Southeast Asian founder, um, that, that is running your company for many years, chance that you're going to sell your company and eventually get an, an, an exit and a return for your shareholders or for your employees uh, um, that have been with you for working with you for years are very slim. Right? So SOPA on, on, on the corporate side gives an opportunity for those founders to, to you know, uh, become liquid and, and, and reward their shareholders and employees and so on and so forth. People have been saying for a while exactly what you mentioned, that the exit kind of opportunities for these Southeast Asian companies um, are just very slim. And so in a way, SOPA is changing the narrative, um, not only providing those exits, but getting people to look at the Southeast Asian ecosystem in a different way. 
um, rather than unsustainably just continuing to raise venture. It's all the rage now, which is not a right or wrong thing, but um, is there an end game to, to this? And very unproven still, I would say, um, LaFleur being one of the, the few to this day. Um, and obviously the acquiring company going to go public, that's just phenomenal, I, yeah. I think, for the ecosystem, drawing eyes that weren't there before. Um, let's narrow it down the, the, the kind of focus here on the future of the company, not just as an acquiring one, but the society points. Yes. So why, I'm sure this is one of the main or one of the reasons why you're dedicating your time absolutely, to the, to absolutely. the company. What, what, is, what is the future of that program? So I, I was saying that the, you know, the SOPA business model for founders and, and for the employees of those companies is going to be you know, a very viable way for them to you know, become liquid and, 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 re, and reward themselves and, and, and their partners. But on the customer side, on the consumer side, you have to um, remember one of the reasons why Le Flair uh, got you know, I, I had those financial difficulties. And the main reason is customer acquisition cost. As your company scales, customer acquisition cost rises as well. And it becomes more and more expensive to uh, acquire new users and to grow the company in a, in a, in a healthy and, and, and steady manner. So by creating an ecosystem that are all linked together by, by what we call the society points, it helps uh, drive down those customer acquisition because customers uh, that are that are that have an opportunity to 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 use society points as 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 basically a, some sort of a currency, right? To to get advantages across multiple platforms, uh, multiple steps of the of the of the of the the, 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 the lifetime value and, and different types of purchase and so on. It's benefit greatly the companies that are looking at scaling the customer. So Leflair is one of the first puzzle pieces of this puzzle. One of the first, yeah. and. Uh, from what I understand, SOPA will be acquiring more companies, Absolutely. not only Vietnam, but in the region, Absolutely. the Philippines, Indonesia, perhaps. So we're basically um, looking at acquiring companies at four, four different verticals, soon to be five, but four different verticals. So the lifestyle categories of fashion and beauty, very much like Le Flair, uh, the, the travel uh, vertical, uh, and the food and beverage vertical. Why? Because we believe that with those four categories, you're going to cover you know, pretty much 70 to 80% of the the various purchases that uh, middle and upper middle class in Southeast Asia are, 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 are going to have to make, at, especially online. And these right? are all tech-based? And these are, these are all tech-enabled because if you want to, like at least tech first, right? Because if you want to create those synergies with, digi with digital, let's say digital tools, you, you're going you're to have to uh, rely on, on the fact that they are technology-enabled. And then, as you said, it's not, not just uh, only going to be Vietnam, but we already uh, acquired companies in the Philippines. Le Flair, as you may remember, was already multi-country by the time that we uh, exited the company. And so we're going to look at creating a, a Southeast, Southeast Asia ecosystem. So the SOPA itself is incorporated in Singapore. Uh, owns company in Vietnam, in the Philippines too, and we're going to be looking at the whole region. Yes. With SOPA going public at one point, reaching a billion dollars market cap, um, as of the time of this recording, it's settled in the mid hundreds of millions, I believe, um, 200 something. Uh, you must have walked away with something. Uh, and the shareholders of the LaFleur, uh, kind of, you know, the once venture backed LaFleur. Um, maybe you can share more about what, what happened, um, who walked away with what and, and, and the results of the IPO. 
So, I mean, for, for, first of all, I just want to, this is a bit of a sensitive question because of fallout with some of the shareholders and, and, and what happened with our, with our creditors and our bankruptcy and so on. And again, here I want to take, you know, I, I take full responsibility and, and, and I've made, you know, a couple mistakes in the past. But, you know, moving forward, I believe that for all the stakeholders, and I include here also the creditors, this was the, the, the very best outcome that could have possibly happened. Now, at the time of the, of, um, like at the time, like at the time of the bankruptcy, we also have to remember that we were in negotiation uh, for for a fundraise at a valuation of a hundred million dollars, right? So th this is a validation. It means that what we have created had value. So saying that um, it should not have any value at the time of acquisition or an asset sale, it, it, it wouldn't be fair, right? Uh, we also have to, yes, we had creditors, but we also have to remember that we had shareholders that poured millions of dollars into the company who all uh, uh, also walk, walked away with, with losses before that asset sale, right? So um, that asset sale was the, the best possible outcome for everybody. Now that Lefleur has relaunched, the creditors that pre previously you know, had, had to, to take uh, some losses uh, with the bankruptcy of Lefler now are back selling on the platform, right? You go on lefler.com right now, and you're going to see that we have hundreds of brands, and most of them are coming from the exact same distributors as the one that um, uh, I had unfortunately to take some, some losses during the bankruptcy. So that's all very positive, and I believe that, again, this was the best possible outcome. So it sounds like, uh, you know, the employees, everyone from the employees to the former shareholders to the to the current ones have have um, walked away with something and, and have created value at the end of the day. We created some value, yeah. yes. Yeah, and we'll continue to hopefully yes, with the, the new kind of relaunch absolutely. of the company. Most of the value is again. To Let's take a step back and now that we know a little bit about the history and the future of this company, what you're doing. Uh, let's hear from you about what you learned from all of this. Um, you know, there's the generic kind of uh, answers you can always give, like, oh, I went through hard times and you know, walked out of, hopefully, um, you know, you learned something from it. Um, but let's talk about the endurance that was required, the stamina that they had to go through. I know you were separated from Vietnam for a while during this whole period. Um, maybe you can touch upon some of the big things that you learned and will, will take with you as you build the, ne the next uh, kind of chapter of Leflair and Society Pass? Well, I've definitely learned a couple of things and I'm a very different person right now and I think a very different entrepreneur right now than I was you know, just two years ago, right? Um, if we just look back at um, that, that transaction, that, that exit, that asset sale uh, to, to SOPA, uh, it took, it took us almost a year to get to that situation, uh, to, to get to that outcome. We were working, as I said, just Pierre-Antoine, myself, in, in, in a small group of very loyal people, uh, um, dealing with you know, very hard work uh, and, and trying to wind down the company before we were introduced to Dennis and before we started you know, talking about anything that could be positive, uh, something else than just, you know, dealing with, with, with courts and investigations and things like that, right? So definitely, if at that time I had not been, uh, or I, 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 I had not put myself into a position to, to, to make a deal happen, none of this, none of this could, not, this, this outcome could, could, could never have happened. Uh, so you have to, at some point, you know, 
I, I don't want to say again, that's very cliche. I don't want to say it's a mindset. I don't want to say, you know, you, you, you're, not, you're not dead until you're actually dead. But that's actually a little bit true, right? If you fall to desperation and, and you close the doors to opportunities, a, a, such a deal would never be able to, 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 to happen, right? So definitely, so long as there is, you know, so, so, so long as you're pretty much breathing, put yourself in a position to make a deal. Be, don't be emotionally attached to what once was a, a, a great company. You know, you, 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 you bankrupt. It's not a great company anymore. It was a great company. It could be a great company again if someone trusts you to, to relaunch it and to do something with it, which, which was our case. And I'm very fortunate. And I think, again, best possible outcome. Right? Then after that, definitely learn like going through this experience make you a different entrepreneur i'm definitely i'm still very aggressive i think we, we know each other still very ambitious but i'm not as um much of a go big or go home anymore kind of guy you know because more sustainable <laughs> more is one sustainable. way to put it <laughs> yeah. like going it's, it's uh, remember i started this company i was 25 years old i had nothing to lose so you can say go big or go home and 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 it's it's it works very much if you have to go home at 26 again <laughs> but a few years later uh, there is definitely value in being a little bit less aggressive more more balanced uh in in, in business definitely maturity um, you know serves you well and, and 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 a little bit more balance serves you well in business and again uh, without this n none of this would would, would have happened well, thank you so much, Loic, for sharing all those great insights. I think, um, you know, just before we had the, you in the studio today, we put out on our channels that you'd be coming in. And of course, in the community, everyone knows you and LaFlair. So as you can imagine, got hundreds of questions. Uh, we're not going to go through 100 today. We're going to go through a few. Uh, but one recurring theme that we noticed was uh, questions about Dennis Nguyen, the, the CEO, chairman of Society Pass, who took the company public, acquired LaFlair. Um, Lots of people are wondering like who he is, what he's doing, uh, what his plans and vision are. And you know, at some point, I'm sure we'll have him on the Vietnam Inhibitors podcast himself so he can kind of share for himself. Um, but having worked with him, what have you learned working with him? And um, what kind of person is he? I'd uh, love to hear from your perspective. What kind of person he is? As I, as I was saying a little um, uh, just before, we had many discussions, many potential opportunities to sell or, or at least exit part of, of, of the company. He was the only one to truly understand that those assets had most value when they were together, uh, like put together uh, in order to, you know, relaunch the company and, 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 and you know, do what they were ori originally built to do, right? So he, his vision is what basically um, made, made me uh, take that deal. It was almost like a match made in heaven. Like somehow he was building this parallel business to when LaFlair was going through these struggles and yeah. just worked out. Yeah, he was, he was truly the, the only one who, who, who gave us the opportunity to, to relaunch and to rebuild, like truly rebuild a company uh, and, 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 and do its original purpose. So as a business person, it says... Uh, like what you want to what you want to do when you are when you are you know doing such a deal says a lot about about yourself. I cannot talk so much about what he's done in the twenty years and how he got there because I met him a year and a half ago. But what I've seen so far 
uh, everything that he has you know said he would do has happened uh, so he's extremely reliable in that way extremely extremely consistent in that way and i think you know a lot of shareholders have, have followed have followed him a lot of investors has followed him over the years he made a nasdaq ipo happen uh, he he is he is you know still making deals as as we are as as we speak right now so yeah that's what i can say about him and as i said i mean as as you said yourself invite him to the show next time and <laughs> exactly. ask him personal questions no i will i'm i'm sure i will be <laughs> Um, uh, the next time he's in Vietnam, of course, too. The second question that a lot of people were curious about, from an employer branding point of view, LaFleur was pretty out there. It was pretty prominent back in, you know, a couple of years back, uh, especially in the e-commerce space, which is arguably the fastest growing in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, at the time that the company stopped operating temporarily, it was raising at a valuation of $100 million. Yeah. Um, is that $100 million valuation still possible within, as a subsidiary of Society Pass? Um, or is it even going to be larger than that? And if so, how are you going to do that? That's an interesting question. Um, is, do, if I believe it is possible, yes, I do believe it is possible. Is it going to happen? We, well, sure, we're going out. to work hard. <laughs> we're going to work hard to make that happen. Def- Smarter, too. More Smarter. sustainably. We, we, we learn from our, from our past mistakes and so on. Um, and we're definitely going to keep working very hard to make that happen. Uh, we very, you know, uh, um, we're going to go into you know, other markets. We're going to, again, learn from um, some of our mistakes. And yeah, we're going to make that happen. When you were raising at a $100 million valuation, uh, how did that stack up to the rest of the e-commerce market? What differentiated the flair? And do you think you'll be able to still have that differentiation moving forward? It's been a couple years since yeah. you last pitched. Well, the numbers speak for themselves. A lot of customers are still buying on the platform. Uh, it's been the, like the relaunch has been very successful by all standards. Um, customers are, are, are very happy. Uh, brands that we are working with and those distributors uh, are, are, are as well very happy to see us back in the market because before that they didn't have that many other options in order to sell uh, those those uh, high-end you know brands and, and, and goods on, on e-commerce platforms. So yes, the n- numbers will, will speak for themselves pretty soon. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, a little last uh, employer branding drop I, I always kind of put on the show here. Um, are you guys hiring at the Society Pass and LeFlair level? And, and if so, like... We are definitely hiring, yeah. definitely hiring for LeFlair and for Society Pass. So LeFlair is opening a new office in Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, the office is in, in the office in, in Hanoi right now. So it's hiring in Hanoi and in Ho Chi Minh City. Hiring as well in the Philippines if international audience is, is watching your show. Uh, and other Society Pass companies will also be hiring very soon. Okay. Well, great. Uh, hopefully this show generates some interest about what you guys are doing and and what's to be expected next. Um, I for sure will be looking out for updates and of course uh, looking forward to Dennis hopefully being on the Vietnam Innovator Show next season. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks guys for tuning in for another episode of Vietnam Innovators with me, your host. Uh, we just want to finish today with another shout out to our sponsors, Elsa. Go check them out. Um, thanks again for tuning in and again thanks to our sponsors. Check out the Vietnam Innovators series on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to listen to other innovative stories in Vietnam. Hey guys, good news. Vietcetera has now officially rolled out a mobile app for Android. Now you can download our mobile app on both the Apple iOS store and the Google Play store right now. 
More functions are coming very soon, so stay on the lookout.